Welcome back to the BFF podcast, yes, welcome, Best welcome. Foot Forward. I'm Ann Deskus of Studio Deskus. I am a footwear designer and a design consultant based in San Francisco. And it's me, Vic, from Sela Vic. I am a sneaker artist based out of San Francisco also. Okay, so today I, I want to talk about something that's on top of mind right now um, because it seems really relevant to... Mm-hmm. the projects that we're working on. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about effort versus outcome. Let me ask you this, Vicky. Um, do you think your best effort always equates to a best outcome? Definitely not. There are so many times when I will, I have this great idea or I work really, really, really hard and I'm not happy with the end result. Can you can you talk about um, something that you're not maybe not you're currently working on, but maybe something that you've worked on in the past where, you know, like what what was the project? What happened? Mm-hmm. I can tell you there are so many projects, for example, where I will record hours and I mean hours. I have 30 to 40 hours of footage from time lapsing of one project of one project. OK, right, because I always have so where I'm working right now above my desk, I have a permanent rig set up so that I can record top down and I capture so much footage. And sometimes either because the shoe that came out is not one that I really like, so I don't even bother with the footage or editing it or something happens at the end where I, I don't capture the last part of it. And so everything at the beginning doesn't amount to anything and I don't end up posting it. So whatever you see on social media is only the things that I've curated that I really like and I, I post. A lot of things are on a hard drive right now that I have not gotten around to. And, you know, recently I posted a, a video on Instagram and it got, I don't know, got like 80 likes in a day, <laughs> which mm-hmm. has never happened before and not on this like social media journey Um, So far, I've always gotten like a really positive response. And I think because recently we've been so busy, I haven't been able to post consistently for a very long time. And so, you know, all of these factors and everything that's going on, it was really discouraging to have like to spend so much time capturing, capturing time lapses and then going to edit it, which takes me a lot of time on the computer and then posting it and not getting what you thought would be a really good response. So, okay, so let's be very specific right now so we can help our audience understand. Mm-hmm. Approximately how long, what was the total hours that you put in, into capturing this particular video? In addition to that, how, how much time did you spend editing this video before it was ready to be released on social media? Okay, thank you. Thank you for, for asking those questions so I can be really exact. I spent three days filming that that video and so if you're just counting like the time for prep and all of that stuff that's at least seven to eight hours a day for three days Mm -hmm. and then editing the video it took me about say somewhere between four to five hours okay because I have to sift through all the stuff and make sure I have all the content the media to put in and then what did you say posting it Mm mm-hmm so so like 
once you got the video ready mm -hmm. and then you go and post. Yeah. And posting is maybe about half an hour, but also I have seen Anne sit in our, our little Instagram chair <laughs> to gather, you know, um, content and then put it together, edit it, and then post and write your captions, you know, something that's thoughtful, something that's not just, you know, posting it and then saying whatever comes to mind. Um, that has taken you hours too. So somewhere between, I would say, uh, quick could be like half an hour to post, to put up a post, and something longer could be somewhere between an hour to an hour and a half for, so per post. give or take, I would say, like your total for that particular post, just the time you put in to get content ready, mm -hmm. like one post ready mm -hmm. for social media, give or take 26 hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For one post. For one post. Okay. So, and, and that was the effort. Yeah. And your outcome initially was 80 likes. Okay. And I would just say this right now, for those of you who aren't already following Vicky, she has about 20K followers on Instagram. Thank you. And for so that. for her to get 80 likes is, we talk about this all the time, it's just yeah. like, Oh, you have a fake account. It's like, okay, it literally like, is how like, do you have 20K followers and only get 80 yeah. likes? That is so sick. I was so self-conscious. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I so, built all of these followers yeah. and now I put out a post and it looks like nobody's following me. It looks like it's not being, and I mean, I looked at the insights and like they only sent it out to about 800 people. So the impression So that makes there. sense. It's usually about 10%. Yeah. Okay, so like, so I mean, we'll, I, I can't wait to get into another episode where we talk about social media strategy and what the expectations of that, you know, is. But for the, in this particular case, we're just talking about effort versus outcome. You know, it, it didn't, it didn't, the effort that you put in was not equivalent to the outcome that you expected. Yeah. Right. It was a sort of this like self-imposed expectations that you have for what you felt like your post should deserve mm -hmm. right and this is where we get into this like pickle yeah. <laughs> you know of, of you like or that. dilemma of like self-doubt and insecurities and it's very really triggering right mm -hmm. um and like and like I hate that social media is doing this to us but if regardless of that right if we're just talking about effort versus outcome like that sucks, mm -hmm. right? Because like you've put in so much time and work yeah. for this. However, though, let's talk about the other outcome, right? Because for this particular project you're talking about, to your followers online, you didn't get the outcome that you wanted. However, to your client that commissioned you for this project, talk about that outcome. Right, so this, this particular post that I was talking about is a collaboration with a company it's a shoe company that I'm working with and the outcome with them is that they loved what I was doing and mm -hmm. they approached me to ask if they could repost that content and they're also using it so this is a bit of a consultation project that I'm working on so they're using it um, to figure out whether they can custom people can customize on their shoes. Mm -hmm. So this is, you know, new information. This is R&D for them. Kind of proof of concept. Proof of concept mm -hmm. and like seeing that, oh, okay, you can actually do so much more with a blank canvas. That is their shoe, their product that they're selling. So in terms of that, I think that outcome is uh, was successful. 
I would say. Hugely successful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's the part where the general public don't get to see, mm -hmm. but you get to fully enjoy that accomplishment on your own. Mm -hmm. But weirdly enough, because of the society that we live in today, whether we like it or not, it seems like the general public and the recognition from the general public carries more weight. It does. Like, in this instance for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, even further, though, if I, I really pep talk myself and, like, shake myself out of this self-doubt and, you know, being affected by numbers and then that affecting your self-esteem and your confidence on the internet, um, posting something that fails on the first time doesn't necessarily mean, especially with the Instagram algorithm now, doesn't mean it's not going to pick up in the future. And it also doesn't mean that that's not going to be something that gives you an opportunity or gives you a job later on down the road. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned with Instagram. When people ask you like, oh, how did you get that gig? How did you get that project? Where's your plug? Where is the single point in time where you were able to land a job? Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's that. I think it's continuous, right? Across your feed, you're building your portfolio. You're showing what you can and can't do. And maybe that's just a bad day on Instagram. Maybe not a lot of people were on. It is the holiday season. It is very busy. Everybody's doing their own thing. Or maybe what you did isn't exactly what sad, what um, your cohort that you have gathered in, in your followers likes. Like maybe you were, you were accumulating followers that liked that you were doing a certain other style. Mm -hmm. And now you're putting out something very different. And people are like, oh, well, this is not what I'm used to. So I'm not going to like it. Right. Right. But that doesn't mean that your post isn't going to necessarily reach out to other people or that should stop your process or that's like necessarily a bad thing, yeah. you know. So even though the outcome is 80 likes, I'm still going to be pushing out different things. I'm still going to be doing what I love and I'm still going to be if I like to do this type of content, I'm still going to continue posting it. And eventually it's going to get out to people that actually enjoy what I do. Yeah, but I think for a lot of people and, I, and I'm going to call you out right now, Vicky, because mm -hmm. like. You know, I'm always, like, really honest with you. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I, I've seen you struggle with this particular one. And I I can see and I sense how much this affects you. Mm -hmm. And I can't deny that. It totally does. Right. And, and like, and again, like, I can't wait to dissect this more in another episode. But it's, it's like, to a point where it almost, like, take control of you and dictates the way you think about your future content mm -hmm. and that really bothers me mm -hmm. that like there's social media has this kind of power which we all know it does mm -hmm. but that's just crazy it's you know? yeah so like when you're yeah. trying all these different things yeah. if something all of a sudden goes viral you're like oh well I should do more of that yeah right? Regardless of whether you enjoyed yeah. making that content or yeah. not, right? You're always drawn towards like, that's going to help me grow. Yeah. I should make more of that. I should use more of this kind of sound or this kind right. of like filming style. You right. know, the ones where they like flash in and flash out, which yeah. is the most annoying thing to me. I've done that. Yeah. I, I've yeah. fallen victim to being like, yeah. oh, I can make a really cool video with transitions if I just like zoom in and zoom out. Yeah. And when I actually watch, I hate watching those videos. Yeah. It gives me a headache. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, let's get back to effort versus yes, outcome. Yes, um, we can talk about this more in another episode. So, um, so I think for me, um, 
if I'm asking myself the same question that I asked you, yes. you know, if your best effort always equate to a best outcome, the answer is a hard no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, and and I think you know um, what we do, the nature of what we do is very humbling. Mm-hmm. The nature of how we do what we do is very humbling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because I think. You know, again, like you and I love to experiment. You and I love to try new things. Yeah. And you know that saying of like, oh, you should never cook for someone like a dish you never cooked before if you're inviting them over for dinner. Yeah. But we are 100% guilty of that 100% of the time. All the time. Um, We don't want to cook the same dish twice. We don't. And, um, And then so oftentimes we'll put ourselves in a pickle, you know, mm-hmm. because we're like, oh, crap. Like, mm-hmm. I've spent so much time cooking something new mm-hmm. to then realize it didn't work out. Yeah. And so that that happened to me, again, in my most recent project. I feel like this happens to me every time I work on a new project. Um, and so this most recent one, to be really specific, mm-hmm. um, I... I wanted to um, laser on a piece of leather. I wanted to create this pattern on this piece of leather. And I've lasered on leather plenty of times. Mm-hmm. But this was the first time where I've lasered something so fine, yeah. where the channels were really fine, the lines were really fine, and it was a very intricate design. Mm-hmm. And, and I had this idea of, okay, like I want to mask the leather when I laser it so then I can actually paint Mm -hmm. the areas that I laser out um, to make the design pop a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so um, essentially all in one step. It's like, yeah, I I watched this all go down and was like, (laughs) I'm going to laser this design on a piece of leather. I'm going to make a custom leather for the shoe that I'm making. And I was like, oh, cool. That that sounds amazing. But I'm also going to mask it so that I can paint it. Right. And then it's all going to be in one step where like the second I just peel off the tape, I'm going to have the paint all in like perfectly in the lines and it's going to look beautiful. And like when you're telling me this, I can also visualize the final product. We can see it. Yeah. Theoretically, Uh, it should work. Right. Logically, (laughs) it works in my head. Right. And so, um, and then so I did all that and and so, yes, I've, I've lasered on leather plenty of times before, but I've never actually paint, mm-hmm. um, painted in the channels that I've lasered before. This was the first time I was going to yeah. do that. Yeah. And so, obviously, like, with you in the studio, like, <laughs> it helps me build my confidence because it's like, okay, if I need to troubleshoot, like, yeah. I'm going to hit my girl, Vicky, yeah. you know, across the table. I, I'm so sorry that and I was so, not of more help. No, no, no. You're super helpful. And, um, and so basically, again, like the way that I do my experiment is before I go do my final material, Mm -hmm. um, that I'm actually going to be using on the actual shoe, I will do like plenty of trials to figure out where the errors are, um, your due diligence to make sure in order to make sure that like this is going to work out. Mm -hmm. And so Vicky's seen me like. You've seen me paint, like, sit there, laser a small panel, like, five, six times. And yeah. I've, like, hand-painted it. And then I have, like, dabbed it. And I, you know, like, I did all these things. And then finally figured out, like, a formula that would work, mm-hmm. you know, on a small panel. Yeah. Right? And then, of course, like, when I go and try to try it on the actual panel, mm-hmm. um, the first time I did it, didn't work. Second time I did it, 
the alignment on the laser was off. So this was like even before I got to painting. And let me just say, every single time you set up the laser machine to run, it takes how long? To be exact, six hours and 12 minutes to print each. It was like, I think it was like a, um, like a 12 by 10 mm -hmm. panel. Yeah, on okay. your Glowforge. Yeah. And so, um, so it was just like, every time it takes that long. So I did it three times total. So just in the lasering alone was like 18 hours. Yeah. And so, and then, so once I got the last one to work, mm -hmm. you know, Vicky's, Vicky like suggested, hey, Anne, like actually I think it might be more helpful if you airbrushed it. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to use the airbrush for the first time. I was like, yes, essentially like it will put on this thin layer of paint and like I just have to go over it a few times and yeah. it'll work. And poor girl was airbrushing and, for like three hours. <laughs> and, but then at the end of the day, it didn't work. It didn't work. Right? Yeah. And not that it was a bad suggestion. It was just the nature of how intricate the design was. Mm -hmm. And the last job that I had, I was working at, as a designer at the shoe surgeon. And we have an in-house um, painter. Yeah. Um, who specifically, his job is to, you know, paint on sneakers mm -hmm. and help us troubleshoot our designs. And I... It brought me back to that place. You know, at the time when I was working for the shoe surgeon, like I didn't use um, like any of like, I've never used airbrush before. I've never like painted on sneakers before. And so everything that I knew was based off of what this in-house artist was telling me, yeah. you know, whether or not we can or we cannot do something. Mm -hmm. And every time we presented him with like a laser design, I was like, hey, can you paint? Can you go over this? So it yeah. pops. And then... I distinctly remember there are so many instances where it's like, well, we can't. Yeah. Or we can, but it's going to look like poop. Yeah. You know? And so I remember there was a lot of pushback. Mm -hmm. And we don't like to be told, no, right. that can't be done. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> until then, you try it. Obviously, like, he's so experienced where he doesn't even have to show me that it can't be done. Mm -hmm. He can just tell me that it can't. Mm -hmm. And then so when I actually finally learned how to do it myself, that one time I was like, crap you really can't mm -hmm. you know he's so right yeah you know and so so then I so it was hard for me right because I feel like I put in so much effort into creating this specific piece of leather for my shoe design yeah to in the end it actually didn't work out the way that I imagined it mm -hmm. and I would love I would have loved for it to work out the way I imagined it but mm -hmm. it didn't and, and I think I've gotten better at just like letting go. Oh, she's so, like, okay. You were so good at letting go <laughs> because like we had, we almost had a burial surface for this piece of leather. Cause we pulled off the tape and like <laughs> didn't the, the tape and the paint started peeling along with the tape. So the design actually didn't look really good and we were trying to save it. And I was, I did what I would call an autopsy on it. I was like, Anne, can I just pick at this piece yeah. of leather? Because I really want to know what went wrong. And it was so sad to see that it took me a long time to get over it. But you were like, nope, I'm done with this. I tried it. I did whatever I could. I spent, you know, that amount of time doing it. And if it didn't work out, then I got to move on. Yeah. Right. The show must go on. Things have to be done. I have to move on to the next step. I'm going to just settle with like what is like, was good enough, which is 
lasering on the design without painting it. Right. Right. But right. you're so good at getting over that. Well, I think the only reason why I've gotten better at doing that um, is because I, I can't remember like which book it was that I read, but then something really resonated with me to where, you know, when you're so attached to something, the reason why you're so attached to it more than often than not is your ego. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't work the way you imagined it it would. Mm-hmm. So is your ego hurting because it didn't work out the mm-hmm. way that you thought it would work and should work? And that's why you're having a hard time letting it go, right? you know? And so I think once you're able to sort of dissect that and, like, realize that, like, it's, it's you know, you tried it, you know, and it, it's your ego telling you that, like, why are you so upset about it? <laughs> you know, yeah. like you should be more upset about it, you know, when right. like it's, it's just, you just got to move on sort yeah. of thing. And yeah. that doesn't help you. Yeah. Being upset and being stuck in one place and very discouraged doesn't help you finish the job. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, that was just like so much effort versus not the same amount of outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, even though in the end, if you just take a step back and you look at it, and then you look at it, somebody else looks at it. Um, nobody would know any better that you had something else planned. Yeah. In the end, what you end up doing, they would have believed easily that this is what you always thought it should yeah. look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You For know? sure. Especially yeah. the design process of a shoe. I think people look at it and they're like, oh, that's exactly what you envisioned day one, and then you just made it happen. Yep. Right? Whereas the, the number of changes that go through – during the process, nobody knows unless you tell them. Yeah. Nobody knows if you even if you even said it. I'm going to look at it now. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot that whole three, four days that you had to spend lasering, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's not taken into account when people look at your final outcome. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So the long-winded answer to my question is no. Like, great effort doesn't always amount to great outcome, Mm-hmm. But I think that's just part of the expectation management that you have to have with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to check your ego yep. along the way. For sure. Yeah. And all of this is like, I always think of it as long term. Are you learning something in the process of you making a mistake? Or maybe not a mistake, just something that has failed. It's trial and error. Learning by trial and error is a really good way to learn too. Mm-hmm. You know, Because yes, we can have somebody tell us that can't be done. But I never liked I never liked that. The the it's high risk because okay, everybody's telling you this isn't gonna work. Yeah. But when you actually solve it, you're like, yes, you know, I yeah. was that one person that could figure out how to get it done. Yeah. I think that's valuable and that's a lot of fun in itself. You just can't let it take over your confidence and, and impede you in you trying to accomplish your goal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Sure. And um and I think what I will talk about too a little bit is that a lot of what customizers don't really talk about is the time and effort that they spent they spend in experimenting. Mm-hmm. And with the time and effort, like time is money. Yeah. Right? I always say that. Yeah. Um but then even the materials that you acquire to experiment on mm-hmm. oftentimes cost a lot of money. Yeah. And so um, and so I think 
part of us letting go of something in the end isn't even about like whether or not something has worked out. You know, I think I have a hard time letting go thinking about how much time, how much money I've spent how on this experiment. How much money you've wasted, how much right. time you've wasted. Right. Yeah. And then, and I hate, and I think we, I think I said this the other day. It's like, um, it's not, it's easy to say like, I wasted all this time and money mm-hmm. on this experiment. Mm-hmm. When to your point, we've actually gained so much experience yeah. from this experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, that we wouldn't have known otherwise yeah. had we not tried. Exactly. And I think that's something we, you and I both, like, mm-hmm. take a lot of pride in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. And even this whole podcasting process, okay, this, a lot of it is is not going to be shown. We actually have, you know, recorded so many podcasts. And then we had, we came to a point where we were like, oh, is this what we want to do? We had to reassess exactly what we wanted to put out. What did we want this podcast to be about? Where did we want to film it? All the technical difficulties around us and everything it took. Like we've had to figure all of that out too. And I'm pretty sure that's not going to be put out into the world, mm-hmm. right? If we don't say anything about it in our podcast as we're talking, um, they're not going to know how many episodes we didn't air, right? right. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the effort there, right? Yeah. So the effort there is like, okay, prior to like us even setting up a podcast, it's like, you know, we actually have had help, you know, um, doing a lot of research mm-hmm. for us in terms of like, okay, what kind of audio equipment do we need? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do we make all the connections? And how do we capture everything so there's no noise? And then everything's, you know, all the things that when you actually sit down and think about, like, I'm so overwhelmed by. It's a lot. But thank God for help. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, and so, and you think about that. And then as setting up, right? Mm-hmm. Setting up, it's like, okay, let's find the right camera angle. Let's find, you know. Lighting. Um, lighting. And then yeah. in a way that the mic doesn't obstruct your face. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's hours and hours of experimentation. Yeah. And we totally saw a, we had the ex- the honor to be able to work with a production crew recently who brought in all the lights and they set everything up and obviously they're very professional at doing this and we just saw how many lights they brought into our studio and we're like yeah that's that's a whole job on its own right yeah exactly and so so just the amount of effort it took for us to even record 40 Mm -hmm. minutes of content Mm -hmm. and then you have to go and post production all the content yeah But okay, also, this is totally me being, I was the one that insisted, I'm like, I think we can do a video component. (laughs) I think we can like upload on YouTube as well. I really like, I I feel like I pushed for it because I wanted to do that much more. And that, that kind of is like our personality when we tackle projects is like, yes, we don't have to do it. We can do bare minimum and get away with it. Yeah. But what if we did a little bit more? What if we just challenged ourselves and went that extra mile and see what happens? And even if we fail and we fall short, we're not that far behind everybody else. Yeah, totally. So I I think we bring a lot of this onto ourselves. We put a lot more effort in than is, let's say, quote unquote, necessary to get by. Yeah. But that's because that's what brings us joy. That's what makes us happy, right? It Although sometimes I have to check Vicky out. Like I have to check you sometimes. I'm like, um, oh, Vicky, like I'm really okay with just like this, you know? Yeah, and like, I'm, like I'm happy to do the extra things for you because I know that's what you need to mm-hmm. feel good about it. Mm-hmm. And so I think like 
you know, some of our efforts isn't a individual effort. Mm -hmm. It's a joint effort. Oh, totally. And and it, it's it's great that we get to sort of in a weird way like experiment as well like mm -hmm. as a joint like mm -hmm. partnership you yeah. know to um to kind of like work through that like okay like I have to compromise here because this is mm -hmm. not just for me this it's is for us teamwork you know yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and like thank god like we care deeply about each other mm -hmm. you know to where like I'm I'm willing to take a step back because like at the end of the day Vicky and I like you and I are both like control freaks like we just yeah we have our own like very strong opinions on how we want to do things yeah and so two people coming together again it's like And I think the great thing, though, is we do let our egos down, right, when we're working with each other, whereas I think in other dynamics, people might not. They might be very like, no, I want it that way. I want to call the shots. I want to do this. I want to do that. Whereas, like, I think our relationship is more like, okay, let's work together to find something that we both enjoy, that we both like, and we get to, like, a really sweet spot that's in the middle you know you say that you're so nice because sometimes I feel like oh my gosh I'm totally being you know like really mean right now because no. I want what I want no and <laughs> no so like you know I mean there's a lot of self-reflecting that needs to happen too when mm -hmm. you're working in a partnership yeah um and I think but you and I both have that self-awareness which I'm super grateful for um because again like You know, listening back on some of the previous episodes that we've recorded together, you know, that's mm -hmm. that's our outcome of our effort. Yeah. Right. Of our joint efforts. Mm -hmm. And and like you said, you know, we've scratched. Like three or four. Yeah. You and know, episodes? three or four, maybe like that amounts to two to three recording days. So weekends, essentially, that mm -hmm. we have to set up, come here, get you know, be dressed and ready to go and record. Right. right? Yeah. And so. So, in, yeah, and in, it's almost like, again, like, going back to, like, practicing that, like, the art of letting go and not let your ego get in the way of, like, you know, like. I want this, it that way. Exactly. It has to be that way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so um, it's definitely been a very um, not interesting experience, but, like, a eye-opening mm -hmm. and. Um, a great learning experience for me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I feel like, especially when I'm trying to build my business on my own and everything like I do my own way, my own time, um, working together almost grounds me a little bit to be like, you're, you don't have to be so self-centered. Not everything has to revolve around your schedule, how you want things. Um, sometimes things just need to be done mm -hmm. and you can allow that to happen right. without it being perfectly what you had envisioned or planned. I'm such a planner. I overthink everything and I have everything kind of like jotted down or in my head before I even start. Mm -hmm. And letting go of that is really nice, especially when you're working with someone else where you cannot control everything. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's another like um in like instance where you have to just like let your ego mm -hmm. like go. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, because it's not always about what you want. You yeah. know, it's about collectively. How do we make it work as a group? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, all your hard work doesn't go unnoticed, but not everything amounts to this great accomplishment. Right. right? You constantly I mean, have to put in effort. Yeah. It. 
So I, I guess in the end, like, um, great efforts. I mean, I guess like weirdly enough, like now, like thinking back to what we just we just sort of covered and talked about. If we're kind of going back to the beginning when I asked the question, you know, do great efforts always equate to great outcomes? Um, I mean, I think if I have to like really like I guess like you know um, claim something Mm -hmm. I mean I guess it makes sense like yes like every effort equates to a good outcome Mm -hmm. because the outcome in the end doesn't matter if it's like great or bad yeah it's an outcome Mm -hmm. and even if it's on paper not a great outcome yeah but it's great in the sense that you learn something exactly from it yeah and so I think it's just a perspective thing on how you sort of assess that outcome Mm -hmm. and whether or not you can choose to see it as a positive thing versus like something that's like yeah can you take something from that experience or do you leave something behind because it's taken something out of you exactly exactly Mm -hmm. so I think it's a conscious effort yeah exactly it's so good it's so good to talk through this because I feel like it takes me out of the rut too sometimes when I'm like I don't want to I'm not enthusiastic to make more work create and and do this because I didn't get the result that I wanted yeah Right. Yeah. But it's like, no, just keep your head held high and keep going. Yes. And good things are going to happen along the way. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you're doing a great job, Vicki. And I so are you so with your project. You. I cannot <laughs> wait. I see the roller coaster ride, the up and downs, ups and downs. And um, I, from the outside, I'm always like, that is going to be an insane looking shoe. And you're looking at, I don't know, I don't I'm know. so close to it. Um, but it's like, it's like this every time. So yeah. you'll hear us talk about this over and over yeah. and over again. Um, it's so funny because in the studio, we're working across from each other. And some days I come in, I'm like, like cursing, just cursing, cursing, yeah. cursing. And I'm like, I hate this. This is so annoying. Da, 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 da. And then I'm finished a project. I'm like super calm. Yeah. And then it's Anne's t- a turn where yeah. she's like, oh, this is, a, I don't know. This is too simple. This doesn't look, yeah. this doesn't look right. I had to redo this. I had to redo that. And I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> sounds about right. To simple. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, but yeah, I mean, I love talking about this topic. I feel like we can go on, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I think we touched on a lot of like really good stuff. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today um, on our effort versus outcome episode. Um, If you're not already subscribing to our channel, please hit subscribe um, for our upcoming episodes. Um, We look forward to having you again. Yes. See you guys next time. See you guys later. Bye.